0: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Brand Builder Show, and I'm honored today to be joined by one of our Brand Builder University members, Emre. Emre's got an incredible story. He moved to America chasing the American dream. He was driving for Uber two years ago. He launched his own brand with 300 units. Now 300 units is a bad day of sales. He's hitting $500,000 months. He's hitting obviously seven figures in a year. He's been offered seven figures to buy his brand, but he's holding out for $25 million. And we get into all of the details in this episode. He breaks down how he done it, what he's done to achieve those numbers. His mindset is really, really powerful stuff. And I think you're going to find it really helpful. Emery, although he's a super humble guy, he's an an incredibly smart operator. And so there will be so much to learn in this next 30 or 40 minutes. This is a recording actually from a live interview we did in our recent FBA Freedom Challenge. And so there's a little bit of interaction there that comes across maybe from uh, the actual challenge itself. But I wanted to make sure that as many, People will heard this as possible. When we were done with the interview, I said to Emre, Please, will you let me put this on the podcast because it is going to be of such value to you as a new seller, as a growing seller, somebody who wants to build a seven figure brand and have an exit one day. This will be such gold information for you. And so he said, Yeah, look, if it's going to help people, put it out there. So here it is the podcast with Emre, where we discussed his journey from literal zero to seven figures in the last couple of years. Let's get into it. We are honoured today to have uh, my good friend, Emre. And uh, he's going to share some some great knowledge. And he's one of the good guys, the real, real good guys in the industry. And I uh, love this guy. So thanks for taking time out on your Saturday, Emre, to come on. It's great to have you here. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. No, it's, uh, it's my honour. It's, uh, it's been super exciting to watch your journey and uh, see as everything continues to unfold. But uh, just take us a minute for us just to introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about yourself and maybe how you came to start selling on Amazon.
1: Yeah. Um, I think I have a story like um, most of the people who come to America call it dream. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I was driving Uber like two years ago, two and a half years ago. And I heard there was a guy, um, who made some four or $5 million out of selling his business. And when I had a talk to friend of that guy's friend, and I realized that product was something I haven't even thought it, it exists. So <laughs> it was amazing for me. Like, Oh my God, I can do this. So, um, long story short, I sat down and I had I think more than 400 hours of learning through YouTube and other stuff. Um, till then I hadn't taken your course and hadn't taken your yeah hadn't seen your YouTube videos uh, and then I yeah I started my journey with 300 products. Um, my first order, I remember, and now I think my worst day is not 300 products. That I have some inventory available, not stuck out. So yeah, that's the story.
0: Yeah, yeah. So from going your your first whole order to now, that's your that's a bad day of sales for
1: you. Um. Yeah, very bad day. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it. That's good, man. So um, obviously, we want to try and sort of understand this journey a little bit, because, you know, the reason I love your story is because you, I remember when you first emailed me, you're like, you know, uh, your words like oh, i'm broke i've got no idea how to do this like help me out here and and here you are just seeing some you know just some crazy results and so just try i'd love to try and help people understand because i've had a bit of an inside track to that journey and you haven't really shared much like publicly because you know um you're you're a bit of a shy guy and and i've maybe um hopefully uh you know put you out of your comfort zone in a good way in doing this and i, I think it's going to help a lot of people and so let's um you know try and unpack that a little bit um talk us through that first product launch 300 units shipped to the us uh, yeah how did uh, how did that go
1: um i mean yeah so the thing is if i write down 10 things not to do at your launch at their first launch probably I did seven or eight of them <laughs> so uh, yeah I'll be frank with you
0: um
1: and if I give myself a score I, I will probably fail okay I, I, I would I would tell myself two years ago like you can't do this man I mean yeah. just do something else um so I lost money I lost I mean pretty much valuable hours Comparing to driving Uber, so you know, having watching that videos on YouTube, and and I realize every mistake I made is actually something. I mean, if you ask me, how do you know that there are ten things that you should avoid? So I know because I made those mistakes. And there must be a paradigm shift. I I, I will come to that once I saw your um, approach, because you were talking about the basics of marketing, not some weird metrics on Amazon. You were not talking to like something about your PPC conversion versus your total blah, blah, some, you know, there are metrics that people talk about. And when you go to a regular Facebook page of, you know, Amazon seller group, they, they were like, they have their own jargon, right? But um, when I, when I saw your YouTube videos, like there is this product reviews, price. And um, so you have to convince your customer before that you have to have a beautiful product kind of approach. So I started to change um, things on the way a little bit. And I realized this is not something um, Amazon seller journey. This is something like a brand Mm
0: -hmm. as its
1: brand building journey. Mm -hmm. So that's a huge paradigm shift. Um, My first launch, I created campaigns and I then paused them. So this is a huge mistake. If you pause your first auto campaign with your first launch, then you're doing something really bad. So I know it because I did it. So I will never do it again. <laughs> so kind of stuff. Um, but um, the thing is, I'm pretty much competitive. Like um, if I cannot solve that thing, then probably I will not sleep tonight and find, try to find the answers. And probably you receive some, I don't know, a couple of emails, something stupid questions on it (laughs) probably not something regularly you have so you're asking yourself what the hell is this guy talking about what is he doing kind of stuff but yeah it's just test it test it test it test it test it i mean 10 times 20 times so every time you test something you improve your product you improve your brand you improve your awareness and yeah that that's that's my experience in my first
0: lounge. Yeah, no, that's good man, it's good. Um hopefully you've heard me say it but I'm a firm believer that there's no stupid question you know the only stupid question is is the one that doesn't get asked because you've obviously gone through your fair share of frustrations and mistakes as you would call them and you um it's much better to learn from somebody else's mistakes and experiences than your own so if you can ask a question that might seem stupid to you but then saves you pain and cost you know it's that's not a stupid question you know so um so yeah no it's it's definitely um you know definitely recommended to sort of ask as many questions as possible Um, when you had those uh, like firstly I mean do you remember if you would say I made six, seven mistakes or whatever do you remember maybe what were your biggest ones aside from pausing your campaign
1: Um, my biggest one is I think um, I pretty much assess myself like a like an underdog Mm -hmm. Uh, I have no technical background Mm -hmm. I don't know programming i have zero knowledge of technology and i haven't done any social media marketing nothing at all Mm. and when i enter and started to learn and launch my product i realized i underestimated myself because you know the when you look at amazon catalog and when you just type some you know anything just like whatever you bought yesterday just type it and take a really good look at the products and how they show up their pictures you just evaluate it like you know as if you are selling that product i bet you will find at least 10 improvement points mm-hmm. which means you can do better mm-hmm. and before my you know before i move to a brand builder from Amazon seller as an Amazon seller, my early life, my early um, launch period, I was like, I should go a little conservative with my, you know, order. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can make money. Should I go more? Should I go, should I go and ask my supplier? I need more, you know, those kind of stuff. But now, um, it's like I am in the process of um, launching a new product and I am just, I'm not planning something like, should I order 1,000 units or so? I'm just working on a container shipment. Like, how can I store my containers? And when should I go and order my products? And this, this, this market is like pretty much saturated with, thousands of reviews guys you know like years of product presence and i don't care i mean i know that i can do it so i'll do it yeah this is this was my biggest mistake like i should trust in myself and i can beat the competition that that's now my show
0: for sure i think it is in your you're just a very humble guy and i think that I've said it to you before, you know, I think you do underestimate yourself in many ways. And I think that what you've done shows that you've got, you know, what it takes to, to grow something massive. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to to see that. Um, but what what is it or what do you think was the turning point that now gives you the confidence? Because there would be maybe, you know, owners of significant sized businesses that wouldn't, you know, launch new products with a container load of products, but you've got that confidence to do that. What, what has given you that confidence to to move forward like that?
1: Um, I think I would say the product.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the product is the most um, neglected part of an online seller's journey. The product. Yeah. When we talk, I mean, we don't talk about the product itself. So an online catalog product is, should not only be one of the highest quality but should also communicate with its visuals as it's something worth to buy. Mm. Um, What I mean by you cannot just convince your customer with a better material yoga mat, Mm -hmm. it should speak itself with, with with some good visuals and some branding kind of stuff. So um, you should have really work on your product. And my 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 only rule is I should be my own customer. I should know product in the in the first hand. I should know what it is. I should know the experience of using it. I should know how to improve it. Um, and I, I, I actually I learned it from the Apple the company. Mm-hmm. So they 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 almost never listen to customer feedbacks. They don't you know give you some. Weird customer-friendly company kind of um, image. Instead, they are their own customers, and when they sit down on the table, they're just creating the best product for themselves. Yeah. So if you can create that, the chances are you will succeed. So So that's my thing. Yeah.
0: So good, man. That's super inspiring, super inspiring, and uh, to be that's like a little gem for a project I'm working on. That's really. Let's turn the light on inside of me. So yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's really good wisdom that <clears throat> um, you, before we get on to like how things are going now and, and how you've got there, you were pretty stressed out when you first reached out to me and there would be people that may be out there that are on that similar journey to you. You know, you said four 400 hours on YouTube, that's insane. Um, what, what do you think that is unique about this business that makes it hard to do it on your own?
1: Um, I mean, we discussed it on Facebook group. Um, If you think you are selling a product on a platform um, that's run by um, someone that's not in the market, let's say it's a shopping mall, right? And you have a shop there. And the owner of the shopping mall is responsible for bringing customers to your shop. And you have a shop there. You're just you know, working on how to create the product, how to create a welcoming and store and things like that. You know Pictures and you know, you're just trying to index your keywords, some advertising campaigns you're doing in that shopping mall. Actually, that shopping mall has its own shops too. So only this changes the entire equation because the shopping mall the amazon catalog is not only responsible for bringing new customers to the catalog but also it will be doing some effort to sell its own products mm-hmm. so the game is not fair in the first place but as this is like it sh- it looks like it's unfair. But there is a huge potential. If you understand, Amazon is also doing things to sell its own product. So if I say, what is the best thing to do to sell more in this shopping mall? So if you find the ways that Amazon does to sell its own products, Mm. because they have all data, they know customers, they know everything, Mm. which we don't know. Yeah, And I realized if I can track this, like what's Amazon doing for its product? So the simple answer, you just go and Google Amazon basics. I don't know. Amazon basics yoga mat. Mm -hmm. What's it doing at Google? So does it do Google ads? Does it do Facebook ads? Or, I mean, you can track Amazon's um, steps. And basically... I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Like there's this guy knows everything. So if I copy it and I will have something really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. my, yeah. That's my thing.
0: Yeah. That's good, man. That's good. And you've seen some pretty like extraordinary growth in 2021. Um, uh, yeah, look, talk us through that period of time where, uh, you know, cause from my perspective and correct me if I'm wrong, but from the, you know, as we've kind of journeyed this together, it, it was pretty, consistent you know some growth but nothing like crazy but then you know all of a sudden you you've kept consistent you've stayed committed to it and you've seen some I, I don't want to say like hockey stick growth but some real significant growth yeah you...
1: uh, I mean year over year it, it was the first year was 400 percent and the second year is 1200 percent and probably I'll have another 400 percent this year mm. um yeah this is my finance this is I mean this is my ability with financing. I can't go more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, the, the the performance on the marketing and awareness side does do not match with the performance with financial performance because yeah. you need you need to invest heavily on the products to 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 have twelve hundred percent growth,
0: mm, mm, and it's yeah. it's
1: it's a net negative cash flow game for me yeah or like because yeah i i I don't have a rich uncle so it's a net negative cash flow thing so biggest biggest um difficulty is cash flow for my business but uh i mean the biggest thing is i realize um i have to have a strategy attacking my 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 competitors and i realize amazon has a little bit like um, if you think a Facebook advertising campaign or a Google advertising campaign they have really good like um, audiences and some AI machine you just let them do it mm-hmm. but on Amazon Amazon also have to make money out of the advertising mm-hmm. um, of course Google and Facebook does it but they're not selling actual products um, but Amazon is also selling so The advertising platform is pretty much, you have to trigger yourself. Um, So I have now more than 13 or 1200 advertising campaigns for a single product. And uh, the the, the system I set up is like, um, if you pause one target, it will affect another campaign's performance kind of, it's all like connected. but I started with, I think, eight campaigns, and I grew, I grew this with additional campaigns every month. Um, so my advertising side is pretty much um, analytical and and heavily, you know, invested on that side. Yeah, yeah. Um, And my product targeting is amazing because I know my products. I know what I'm doing better. So if you could find worse products. And you can attack them and have some really good improvement in your sales. Um, and I really invested on my um, visuals. Now I'm working with a guy in San Francisco for just managing the visuals, mm. just for that. Mm-hmm. And we're creating some really amazing visuals now. And we are um, adding, like, literally adding um, sponsored brand. Visuals every other week. We change them, like you know, seasonality, Valentine's Day, and this day and that day. You know, these. Um, we're just making the brand alive. We do Amazon posts. We do um, Facebook advertising, Google advertising. We do a lot. But the 2021 breakthrough is, I would say, I really use the product targeting really effective. Um, it's not only keyword game, but it's also um, competition within your yeah. peers, right? Yeah. So if you think that way, there is a huge room to grow your business, attacking mm. your competition. Yeah that's, yeah, that's my thing.
0: What's your mentality with that PPC? Is it, are you happy to break even? Are you happy to take a loss? Do you want to get profit?
1: Um, so I, I have two approaches um up to first page it's another game but after the first page um if you're trying to be within the first 3 for let's say a keyword which is really a good one for your product it's another game so before the first page i really focus on the acos number mm-hmm. With ACoS, if I got a good ACoS number, I'll just duplicate those campaigns. Let's say if I find that red yoga mat is working for my, I'm just saying this product, you know, for the argument's sake, for my red yoga mat, then it, it, it works. So people are searching with colors, right? So I can dig in that and create more campaigns on that. So more colors, more something. So I focused on ACOS. And if I can make some sales and some good, you know, numbers, and if I realize I'm on the first page, then I only look at the conversion. I don't care about how much I spend Mm -hmm. because there is this halo effect. If you have a really good conversion rate for the specific keywords, no matter what, then you don't care how much you spend because there will be organic sales. Mm-hmm. So your product will be ranking organically. Mm-hmm. And if I catch that moment, then probably I will do a lightning deal or some promotional activity, because if you're close to the first three spot, then you have to work on the velocity too. Yeah. You should sell more. You should sell more. You should sell more. Once you got the point, then I mean, it's 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 like really different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like up to heel Work is quite different when you reach the top. Mm-hmm. So you have to defend. That's another story.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, another story for another day, maybe. No, that's that's really good though, and um, you know, just shows that that kind of learning sort of process that you've been on. Um, Talk to us about the uh, the journey of, like you said, inventory management, cash flow. Um, that, that would have been one of your bigger challenges over the last year. How yeah. have you got around some of that, uh, that that challenge, that logistical challenge?
1: I mean, I'm still struggling with finding some extra cash, let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, if if you're new, it means you don't have past data. It yeah. means you're not worth to invest. You're not worth to lend a lot of money. And the conventional banking, it really sucks. Let me be frank with you. It really sucks. They don't know how to read your numbers. They don't know nothing about the business. And Mm -hmm. if you go to, um, let's say, um, specific lenders or specific financial institutions for Amazon, let's say, and um, there are no, there there is another story. I mean, there are um, difficulties with that system too. So uh, you're on your own. Um, it's it's not something that that is a huge problem because if you already created this product and if it's really selling well, it means you're you're. Um, Um, let's say creative faculties are working well. (laughs) So you should find some way to to find money. Um, Actually, we work with a really good supplier in in the country I'm importing products. Um, And they're really good at their job and they understand what I'm doing. We just, um, I think I talk to them like every other week Um, I'm not sourcing from China, by the way, there there is a huge um, set of problems if you're not getting your products from China, starting from, you know, creating the FBA shipments and tracking those shipments. And I'm really having some problem with that. But other than that, um, if you are, uh, maybe this is one of the biggest insight I can give you. If you find a product that you can source out of China. Number one, your supplier will be amazingly interested in entering Amazon market. Mm-hmm. If you're dealing with a Chinese guy, you're just you're just one guy from, you know, you're just a little yep. fish in the ocean. But yep. if you go somewhere, Eastern Europe, I don't know, Africa, Australia, I don't know. If you find someone out of China, Number one, you will have a great um, relation with your supplier. Number two, you will have an amazing competitive advantage against mm-hmm. Chinese suppliers because you're not buying your product from China. Mm-hmm. And if you have a competitive price, bam, you have the spot. I mean, yeah. uh, consider like six to 70% of sellers are from China. Mm. And now you have a product from somewhere else, mm-hmm. and Chinese Chinese manufacturers do not have that pricing um, advantage over your yeah. product. Yeah, so it's amazing. Um, the, the, I was lucky with that. So, um, twelve hundred percent. Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Sorry. Do you do you have competitors that source their product in China that like the same product as yours?
1: Um, yes, Chinese manufacturers enter the market, but Number one, they can't um, provide the quality.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And second one is their pricing cannot match, mm-hmm. even if they have the quality.
0: Nice,
1: nice. Yeah. So yeah, we have we have had I think three or four Chinese um, manufacturers or sellers enter the market, mm-hmm. and somehow they're doing okay. They're not. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah okay go on you say you said 1200 percent. so
1: uh, yeah 1200 <laughs> percent growth you cannot manage it with, without some extra well, funding unsustainable but if, yeah yeah, yeah if, if you have like really good suppliers living in your business it's now becoming like hey i mean this month i'm not going to pay this amount of money because my sales are dropping so mm-hmm. can you just you know let me another 30 days and Yeah, Yeah. this is how I manage. That's
0: that's been a real key for you, hasn't it? I remember you saying exactly really, really good terms. And I think that's a key for for so many people is trying to establish those good terms as soon as you can because that alone will help you scale so much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I would say you have to um, have a really good relation with your supplier. You should let her, let him know what's going on, even though... um, you don't have any transaction that yeah i mean yeah, yeah I, I i always call him like every other week mm-hmm. and we have a chat like an hour so what's happening wow. this happened this is what we're planning mm. so probably this this variation will be doing better so why don't mm. you you know kind of stuff it's like yep. um he's not our team member like we we, we discuss these matters yeah
0: yeah, yeah. wow that's awesome what is your, um, I mean, I don't know how much you do and don't want to share, like, in terms of numbers-wise and stuff, but in terms of, like, the size of, like, what's your biggest order? What What's kind of the, what level are you talking that you've kind of said, you know, what we're going to get behind this product and go go crazy with it?
1: Um, I think this is my craziest year. I, I did 225,000 units and... It's an obligation. It could be one order. Yeah. And um yeah, we're doing good. (laughs) Believe me, yeah. Yeah, this is this is a huge risk, I know. Uh, but considering like um let me tell you this. I am now setting the standards
0: Mm. in
1: my category. Mm. All right. So I know every competitor I have. I know every new product, I spot them within the first 10 days. I have the system like I'm following up and um, I track my search volumes. I track everything. So um, I have like initial, you know, the, 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 the numbers that you catch will affect three months later, four months later, th- those kind of systems. And last year I haven't sold maybe 300,000 units because I didn't have stocks available. So I'm pretty much sure that I'm going to sell this year. And yeah, I did that commitment.
0: (laughs) You're a legend. I love it. So good. Um, Yeah. Like it, it kind of, it kind of been easy. You know, we talk about it and some of the, you know, great successes you've had this year and there's, It's easy to think like, wow, Emre is doing great, but it must be stressful for you.
1: Yeah. Tell me about it.
0: (laughs) How how many many hours a week are you working?
1: Um, Like my daily routine, I have my checklist and SOPs. I include them every month. Um, It took like two to three hours to make sure that everything is on track on Amazon, on Google, on everywhere. And then another three to four hours working on a project if I have like creating a new catalog, new pictures, new something. So my daily routine is like six to seven hours a day.
0: Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe you'd say more. So, And and what does your team look like? Um,
1: We have a team for outside traffic. And they're doing really well with some Google SEO and Google advertising. Now we're, doing, we're planning to have a TikTok presence, social media presence. And there's um, one person here, as I mentioned, for only visuals. His job is to find the best visuals, to find competitive visuals, to find seasonal visuals. He's managing that and I have um, my pay-per-click advertising on Amazon um, is run by a, an agency, um, um, but actually everything passed through me. I have to see the bulk uploads. I have to see the placements. I walk through every step, um, not because I'm control freak, but um, if you work with an agency, uh, the chances are they have their own way. they don't know your product as well as you. Mm-hmm. so you have to you have to check everything like this is I mean this is another mistake I made and I know <laughs> so yeah. I spent thousands of dollars just relying on an advertising agency who is one of the best I mean companies, but I realized they did some bad mistakes mm. so i have to you know check everything that's yeah. my insight yeah. yeah
0: yeah but still the fact that you're able to do that in you know six to seven hours a day and, and run a significant size business is you know i think good news for a lot of people out there that shows you what what can be done if you're focused and you know work hard but also work smart so yeah i'm, I'm impressed by that that's good
1: yeah and i don't i don't work on weekends Mm-hmm. and um, we try to go um vacations mm-hmm. i just have my screen and computer i can mm-hmm. work anywhere mm-hmm. like it's 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 an amazing thing mm-hmm. i don't have a manager to report i mean these are great let mm-hmm. me tell you this this, yeah, yeah. this 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 comes with a caveat you know the cash flow and yeah. if things go bad you're responsible but mm-hmm. i don't have a manager to report i don't have to convince someone to you know for one day um off for like i don't know my cousin is you know there is a wedding and i have to go so i should go and you know convince my manager no there's none
0: yeah (laughs) and that's i think you know a lot of you, a lot of people that will be listening that's what they're dreaming of and that's what they want to do it's not to not work but it's to build something they love but then also have the flexibility to do more of what matters and be there for the important moments for the kids and all that kind of stuff so it's um yeah it's really encouraging you are, you know, talking about seeing some big growth and taking on investment, cash flow. You know, I won't ask, but I can imagine you're not paying yourself a load of money right now. Um, you know, we always say that the the biggest moment of earning is going to be when you potentially sell a business. Is, is that in your, you know, headspace at the moment, selling this brand? What, what's your long term thoughts?
1: I mean, um, It's very early for this brand because I know the path to grow it. And I think I'm considering two things. Number one, if a business or if a fund, if someone wants to buy my products, there must be a couple of reasons. One could be they have better teams and they have some extra funds so that they can expand my business and which I will try to do. Number two is they have a portfolio and my product is pretty much strategic for that portfolio. They would be buying for that reason. So both reasons, I'm pretty much ignorant when I try to you know understand why a company would buy my product. So I will wait for a while and I, will, I, I have a roadmap to grow this and I will, as I mentioned, I will do three, four lounges within the next three years. And after that, we will see. Um, but um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not spending a lot. I don't have really luxury car. I, and the, the, all I have just gone to the business itself. So uh, it's not like um, uh, I have like literally months like over 500,000 dollars of sale mm-hmm. but I'm not you know going to a Rolex store and buy a Rolex instead I'm just investing everything to the business
0: yeah, yeah. and I wish I wish I had that <laughs> I remember my first 50 grand month and I thought I'm going to be a millionaire this is going to be amazing and it and I you know I definitely spent more money than I should have done. This is the first time I was really growing quickly with business. And then, you know, you realize it because nobody taught me. I just sort of taught myself at first. And you realize how cash flow intensive this business is. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know, 500 grand in a month. That's, That's absolutely insane. But you recognize that actually there's still so much more potential in this. And it's going to require, you know, a lot of this cash to keep going. But it's, that's why I ask, right? Because it must be tempting for you to think, "Well, I could cash out here, and that's safe and secure." But you have got all of this invested, and you're like, "No, I'm just going to keep on going, baby." It's oh, that's yeah. impressive. I mean, I
1: had three three offers, three separate offers. It's really tempting, yeah. you know, sell out and buy a new home. But mm. I'll I'll be here for a while. Yeah. What,
0: uh, and what is the motivation behind that? Like, why? You know, why wouldn't you just sell it and buy the nice home? What's what's stopping you?
1: Um, because I I believe I can sell like twenty-five folds more. Like Mm. if they offer me a million dollars, I know there is a room for being twenty-five million dollar business. I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Crazy. Are you working towards like a goal like that, a number in your head, or are you just like, I'm just gonna keep going for three years and see what happens?
1: Oh no, I have a pretty solid plan. Yeah. Um, until I think I plan everything in my mind until 2027.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because you know, if if I know my category, if I know how to create a product, how how to assess, let's say, a product, so um, and cash flow and everything I did wrong. So I have a plan to create new products and beat mm-hmm. the competition and kind of stuff and. I have pretty much a solid um, strategic plan to to scale up and grow with new portfolios, yeah. new, new, new products,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. Crazy. Good stuff. I, I can't wait to see it all unfold, man. It's going to be super exciting, super exciting. Um, what, what advice would you give then to someone that's just starting out? You are on a real scaling phase and, you know, your world is maybe different. You're talking about 1200 campaigns and they're like, what's a campaign? You know, what, what would you say to someone that is just starting out? Like what should be their focus? What should be their mentality when they're launching a brand right now?
1: Um, number one thing I would say, just work on your product. Hmm. Um, and Product selection is not something that you do through Helium 10 product. I don't know what the tool is called, but it's not a keyword game. It's not like some technical stuff going on and there are some computer programmers working on this thing. No, it's just a product. I mean, um, you are a professional customer. No one is more professional than you. So if you think you will buy a product, which already you bought, and you think there are ways to improve it, then go for it. And number two, um, you should have this paradigm. Amazon is not only a platform, it's also your competitor. So whatever it does, it means something. So this year, I mean, recently, they changed this two-step keywords, those magical links kind of stuff and it's now against terms of service it says to me hey the game has changed you have to bring some outside traffic do not work on links Amazon says us things like that so Mm -hmm. just listen to Amazon what it does because it's your rival also a competitor yeah and third thing is you must have a plan with your cash flow, believe me. I mean, the chances are if you really choose the right product, so your business will scale up no matter what. And probably you will need more cash on the road. So make sure, like, I mean, let's say you pick a product, the best seller for that product is selling 500 units. So if you are going to beat the best seller, probably you will be selling 500 something, which means you will be selling 15,000 units a month, like 45,000 units three months. And if you have a lead time with your manufacturer three months, so the chances are you will order 45,000 units before six months. This is my thing. I mean, yeah, you have to order literally early. And when it comes to that phase, you must be ready to scale up your business. Um let me think. and yes, um, I strongly recommend Ben Donovan's videos on um, product selection, on um, the understanding of Amazon catalog, Amazon environment. Because I have my notes still. I have my notes like this um, rectangular thing, like visual review, price, and you know you have to focus product and things like that. I strongly recommend to watch all the videos, yeah.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah. And what would you, whether it's, you know, a community like BBU or whatever out there, like just in terms of joining a community of like-minded people on the same journey, like, would you say, what, what would you say is the value in that? You know, whether it's your yeah, hours or, or something else?
1: I mean, it will keep you update, yeah. first of all. Yeah, I, There are changes, like Amazon changed its FBA fees in the US market. And I realized they didn't only change the prices based on weight measure. Now yeah. they shift to volumetric, volumetric. weight measure, mm. and it's 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 amazing to know that. So probably someone will be like, "What's going on?" type of question, mm-hmm. and some other guy will be answering that question, which is amazing. Just to watch what's going on, number one, and number two, um, you will find someone really professional to to. Um, discuss with something new, or in my case, I have some specific troubles, and I emailed you, and we had, I think, a couple of times this Zoom call, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot. So, uh, having someone um, knows or experience what you have right now is amazing. It's yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Is there anything else that you think that I should have asked you that? we haven't talked about yet
1: um not actually but i think um we should do something um for like advanced sellers too soon Mm -hmm. i believe there will be more in the uh community (laughs) (laughs) then we should go you know we should have some advanced talks too i believe it so because Mm -hmm. I, i i can't find anything um when you reach to a level like i i i can't find how to select your product how to um you know create your first campaign kind of stuff but it's it's it gets really difficult when you reach Mm -hmm. to a point so you need something like how should i strategize my backlinks so that this happens kind of stuff you know what i mean yeah Yeah. for sure we should work on that too i believe
0: yeah, no, 100%. I agree. And I think that's the vision yeah, that we, we definitely have for BBU is really building out, you know, that um, that support, that next level, because my vision for it and my passion is to see uh, real brands of, you know, significant size over the next few years be developed in the community. And so, um, yeah, we, we appreciate massively your input into that community. And Ray, you know, every post that you create gets so much Value, give gives so much value gets gets so much good feedback and so yeah we, we massively appreciate you thank in you. the community and coming on today it's uh yeah it's been an honor so thank you thank you thank you for me too thanks a lot i told you right i told you he was a legend what an absolute legend he is humble he is down to earth he is super smart super driven but I love the balance that he brought to that. He's built this business with pretty much everything outsourced that needs to be outsourced. Agencies working with him, and he's working six to seven hours a day, uh, which, when you consider he's got a fast-growing million-dollar business and he's grown that just in the last couple of years, it's pretty impressive. Takes weekends off to spend with his family, and just is a smart, smart operator. So I'm so glad that you got to hear from one of our BBU members there uh, about all that they're doing, all that they're growing in and how they've got there if you've liked this episode do me a favor hit the thumbs up on youtube hit subscribe on the podcast player you're listening to and if you want to learn the strategies and tactics and blueprint that emra is talking about in this episode make sure you do check out the training that we have available for you in the description and also check out the upcoming brand builder summit again details will be in the description for that and i will see you in the next episode real soon